0: the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Corey Henke. And you can find Corey at variable.media. That's variable.media. Let me tell you about Corey. Corey is a Los Angeles native currently living in Utah. I don't know why you would do that, but he did it. He's going to tell us about it. He began his journey in advertising in 2007 under the IPG holding company. Then he worked at Yahoo and was recruited to Utah to work at Molio, focused solely on YouTube. He got to meet directly with brands and manager team to build out a fully functional analytics and media buying strategy and process. From the fast paced startup experience, he started his own agency, right? He got that entrepreneurial itch. And he started in March of 2007, breaking his first $100,000 in December of that same year. I've invited him on my show to share how he did it, and really to inspire you to do the same. So Corey, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joseph, for having me on. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and an honor. So, you know, we're ready to get started. Um, I think filling in the gaps, you know, would be kind of how it started, you know, and where that itch kind of came from, you know, and that was at my previous agency. And the itch kind of came from, you know, seeing the dollars flow in and not necessarily, you know, understanding that you know i was getting my fair shake i guess you could say and so in in attempting to go out on my own you know i couldn't tell you how scary it was right Mm -hmm. it's got to be the most you know fearful thing to say you know what i can do this on my own and um i think you know what really pushed me are those type of moments right and and while i was you know going through my boss saying hey can you stay an extra two months can you train these people that are going to replace you you know, can I not pay you anything more, but can you just do this for me as a favor? It was kind of just like, you know what? Fine. Let me do this. And to have the person that I was training to replace me say, hey, you know you're you know you're taking a risk. You know you're not going to potentially make the money that you're making here when you leave. And in her saying that, you know, it hurt. But there was also fear in the voice that she was going to take over something that she might not have known that she could handle. And that was also comforting in her saying that, for her to try to find a way to keep me there while still, you know, throwing a jab and kind of, you know, um, almost, you know, putting me down in a sense, you know, kind of lit a little bit of a fire up under me. And so in making that step, in leaving that place and in never turning back, you know, it was probably um, one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. And I think, you know, the second toughest thing was probably going the next three months without making a single dollar. So, Corey, like I really, really get that. So many times people project
0: their insecurities, their fears onto us because they see us making bold moves and they actually want to keep you down. They want to keep you small because seeing you make the jump raises the insecurity and the fear that they're not doing it themselves and they don't got the umph. To go and do it, so I really, I really appreciate and acknowledge you for seeing that there was a little fear in her projecting that onto you. It was her own fear; it had nothing to do with you. And I love that you went out and did it anyway. So, Startup Nation, if you're in that that moment where Kari was at, and like you're at the job and you're like so close to making the leap, making the jump, listen to Corey's inspiration right there. Do it anyway. It scares you, do it anyway. It's worth it. People tell you you're gonna fail, do it anyway. That's their story, their excuses. That's not yours. All right, so Corey, let's get into the money game, brother. How much gross revenue did your business do in the
1: last 12 months approximately? In the last 12 months, I think we've done anywhere between half a million and about three quarters of a million. That's awesome.
0: Congratulations. Really Thank well you. done. All right. So Startup Nation, $500,000 to $750,000 in the past 12 months. Are you there? If you're not, you better listen. Listen up. Corey's about to drop it. How did he do it? Now, Corey, how long did it take you to go from zero to your first $100,000? 0 to the first one
1: hundred k was um, approximately seven months. All right, Startup Nation,
0: $100,000 in seven months. You want that? Here we go. All right, so Corey, give us your top three tips or strategies that you used to make your first $100,000 that Startup Nation can take action on right in their business today,
1: this week. What do you got? Sure, I think um, my three three tips, number one would be every day is a new day. Every day is a new opportunity, okay? You're going to have bad days. You're going to have busy days. You're going to have days that get interrupted with the DMV, (laughs) you know, things that just, you know, you can't expect, just get into your way. But always remember one thing, every single day is a new opportunity. Every single day you get a fresh 24 hours, just like everybody else. There is nobody that gets extra days on this earth, okay? And so with with those 24 hours every single day, you have to keep attacking. You, you have The things that you're going to do to make your 100K, that first 100K, you're not going to accomplish in a day. And sometimes it's going to take three, four, five, seven, two weeks, three weeks to accomplish something. And so if you can continuously tell yourself that every day is a new opportunity and that you can't really compare yourself against anybody else and you're really just comparing yourself against the day prior, that is, your best opp- that is the best thing that I could possibly tell you.
0: All right, so Corey, let me pause and jump in right there for you, okay? So, how do you stay inspired and take that consistent action every day? Kind of like starting over, resetting. How do you do that when, like, while you're like going through obstacles, you're going through challenges, you're getting depressed, you're feeling
1: defeated? How do you do that? Um, this is going to sound very weird, um, and a lot of you know my closest friends know this, but I like to make up fictitious, fictitious people in my head. Like, I feel like there's a group of people out there that just wish me the worst every single day and want to see me fail. And that could be a combination of just, you know, high school bullying, not having the right boss, working with people in different industries over the years that, you know, always try, maybe tried to undercut you. But I, but I sometimes make up these people that literally want to see me fail every day and I have to prove them wrong. And so I need to create the competition. I come from a basketball background. I made a college basketball team without ever, without ever playing in high school, which is you know just absolutely crazy. And so I need to have that other side for me to really compete every single day. And so you know, in my mind, I'm sure, I mean, in real life, I'm sure there's nobody wishing me bad on a daily basis. But for me to stay inspired, for me to stay fired up, for me to create, um, I need to have that drive of people you know, <laughs> not necessarily wanting to see me win, I guess. I've,
0: I've never heard that before on this show, by the way. Like creating Startup Nation, like Corey's saying, if you don't have like people actively hating on you because they're wusses and they're doing it from the sidelines, which they are, because that's just their insecurities again, right? But like create your imaginary competition. Like take all the people from your life that have ever like looked at you and said, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not worth anything. You'll never make it. They bullied you. They picked on you. We all have those people. Take them all, put them in a bucket, an imaginary bucket that you can look at every single day. And that's your focus. Prove them wrong. Corey, I love that. That's so like creative. All right. So what is your uh, number
1: three top tip or strategy or number two, depending on where you're at on your list? Um, I'm on number two. And I think that's ask for help. You know, like you have to ask for help. Like there's no way that one person, like you didn't get here by yourself. You weren't born and got here. Everybody needs help. You are a collection of experiences. You're a collection of the people around you that helped shape you. I know that I didn't get here by myself. There are so many people throughout my life that I guarantee you I haven't talked to in years that helped shape the mind and you know who I am as a person. And that's not gonna ever change. And so when you get into this journey of trying to reach your goals, trying to start your business, trying to make your first 100K, in my opinion, some people get there on their own, but I think the majority of people don't. You have to ask for help and help comes in a variety of ways. It could be a mentor just asking, hey, you've done it before. How can I get to where you're at? It could be saying, hey, dad, you know, like I did, you know, I need a couple of dollars so I can survive for these two months so I can potentially have, you know, my dream. Taking a small loan from a family, all these different things, you know, help you build character as a person, but also help you end up, you know, making your dream what it is. But you you have to be selfless in this process, and the world, in my in my belief, will will reward you for that. Got it.
0: Powerful. So, Startup Nation, ask for help. Ask for help. I say it all the time, Corey. I'm right there with you, brother. I also say success is not a solo sport. You gotta ask for help. You can't go it alone. Not if you want to make it or even make it big. Like you can't. So stop relying on your ego ask others for help. Corey, what's your number three top tip strategy to make your first
1: 100k? I think number three for me is believe in yourself. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people I interact with where I'm just like, you know, and you hear them say like, am I ever going to reach my full potential? That's right. on you. That That is completely on you. The biggest, the, the people that you look at that have made it, the people that drive the fancy car, the people that you're like, wow, you know, I wish I had that in my life, right? Like, Those are the people that believed in themselves, just like you have to believe in yourself. A lot of other people are going to believe in you, but if you don't believe in yourself, it's going to be very tough. And I look around and I see how many people have brought me to the water and I've just said, oh, I'm not going to dip my toe in it. And then I do it with other people and I bring them to the water and they just dip their toe in it. But the people that fully dive in, the people that say, I'm going to be selfless, I'm going to ask for help, every day is a new day, I'm going to keep attacking, that helps build belief. And, you know, believing in yourself isn't just, you know, something you do in a day or something that happens over a week. It's a consistent process. It's like working out or eating right or doing the tough things in life. They usually come with the biggest rewards. And believing in yourself is a tough one. Can you get up and look in the mirror, you know, every single day and say, am I better than I was yesterday? It's it's such a tough thing to do, just like meditating and a lot of hard things. But what do we find in life? The toughest things in life usually come with the biggest reward.
0: Amen to that. So how do you remind yourself every day to believe
1: in yourself? You know, it's going to it's gonna sound weird again. but I, think I like these weird things. What you got? But I think it's 80%, you know, these people in my head, you know, they just don't want to see me succeed. You know, they really don't. Um, I think a, a driving force today versus prior, you know, were clients. You know, I think a driving force for me was just being the best marketer that I possibly could. And marketing is such a big thing you know, crazy, you know, so many different aspects of that field, I'm just like, how can I be the best at this? Right? Like, we all have to go to the bathroom, we all have to have, you know, a couple of meals a day, we all breathe the same air. What's the difference between me and the person at the top? That's what I try to ask myself is how can I compete at the highest level with them? What did they do that was different? What are the tools that I have today that can allow me to be the best that I can be? That, that, that's what I'm thinking about. That's how I, you know, teach myself to believe in myself. I'm loving
0: this. All right. So Startup Nation, we're speaking with Corey Henke. You can find them at variable.media. That's variable.media. Corey, let's shift the conversation here. You and I, before we got on, we were speaking about something that I think really can apply to a lot of my listeners. And that is, how do you get niche in such a crowded marketplace? And you were speaking about our mutual friend, AJ, and how he has niched down in the LinkedIn space. And you're playing in the Facebook space, which is so darn crowded. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. What is your top struggle when when it comes to niching
1: yourself in the Facebook uh, marketplace, I, I mean, I think everybody's struggle is going to be different. For me personally, I think um, it's you know personal branding. It's getting myself out there because I'm such an introverted you know human being. Like I've always believed that my work should speak for itself, right? Like I'm the guy that goes to work, doesn't like to go out to lunch, really just sits there for eight hours a day, nine hours, ten hours, and just gets stuff done, right? But there are more aspects than just getting work done. You have to be a personal person. You have to play the game at 100%. Your work isn't always going to speak for yourself. And so when I think about this crowded environment where there are people that are much better at personal branding, where there are people that have bigger agencies or potentially you know, a leg up in this area and that area, I just have to convince myself that I have to be better and well rounded in all areas, and so when I think of it as something like an example, um, I do a lot of speaking, and that 's sort of my marketing of going to conferences and things like that. How can I take that and, and, and the skills that i 've learned and, and something that I love and that i 'm passionate about and that I get riled up, uh, that I get riled up about? How do I turn that into a podcast? How do I turn that into a YouTube so that I can reach you know, thousands of people instead of just the hundreds that are coming to see me at the conference. Like those are the steps that I need to personally take to help me be better in my niche. All right. So what do you wrestle with mindset wise
0: as an introvert in doing things that are considered extrovert, like speaking on stage, doing a podcast, creating content? Like
1: what do you wrestle with on the inside? Um, I think I wrestle with what most people wrestle with, which is failure. Right. Nobody wants to be laughed at. Nobody wants to be laughed off stage. Nobody wants to fumble. Nobody wants to be the one that goes, wow, that was a pretty bad presentation. Right. Or wow, your YouTube videos suck or dealing with trolls, you know, here and there. And I think, you know, to really combat that, you know, I focus on preparation if you're prepared and your content adds value, you know, which, um, which, which I think you know, enough people have come up to me and told me that it does, that I think you know, you've got something and I think it needs to be shared more with the world. I think you have to let the public decide, right? And you can't just look at the two comments that are horrible. You have to really look at the 98% that was well-received and say, wow, people really want to hear from you. People really want to learn from you. And I think another big thing that when we think about this specific topic is to understand that everybody is unique and comes from a unique perspective. Like, I think we get caught in this like, Oh, you know, it's going to sound like everything else. No, we're all unique. We're all special. And so therefore we bring a unique perspective. Some people are going to like it and some people aren't. You're just hoping that the majority do. I got
0: that, man. So do you think it's possible to go from uh, introvert to extrovert like over time? And what, what's the bridge? that gets you from one side to the other if you think it's possible.
1: I think I think humans are the most malleable creatures. I think that we deal with so many different things throughout our lives and we and we and we just and we just roll with the punches. And so I definitely believe anybody can change. Anybody can go from introvert to extrovert and I think, you know, the opposite is true. But I think we're all individuals and I do have some extrovert qualities. It just doesn't shine through, you know, in certain, in, in certain times. And so I, I, I make a conscious effort to work on these things. And I think everybody should take, you know, the negative aspects of the things that they're not good at and focus on them a bit. But, you know, I think my introvertedness, you know, has helped me focus has helped me dialed in and, and, and really create in certain areas that I don't think if I was super extroverted that I would, that, that I would maybe have gotten there. So I think there's gifts and curses like everything.
0: I th- yeah, I think that's a great point, because as an extrovert person, sometimes the most difficult thing is to go inward, right, to really get uh, reflective on like, hey, what is it I really want right now in my life? Or like, how do I niche down? Like, what do I actually stand for? What do I believe in? And now a lot of my extrovert friends, and I've wrestled with it too, like that was one of the most difficult things for me to do. Now, put me on a stage, that's easy. Right, and then my you know introvert friends, they're like, "Don't put me on a stage. That's a nightmare. That's like a horror movie or whatever." But coming up with their why and 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 their content creation because they live on the inside, they, they do that all day long, like nothing. So I, I like what you said there, and I'm wondering, like, being an introvert and being an extrovert, are those just labels? and stories that we create for ourselves to continue being comfortable with
1: playing small in our life. I, I, I definitely believe that. I definitely believe that, Joseph. And I think another one that I think I hate is when people say, I'm not creative, <laughs> you know? Like that's the worst one for me. Like introvert, extrovert, this whole like, I'm not creative. Like you got up and made breakfast today. That was pretty creative.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say it this way. I'd be like, hey, are you capable of making a baby? that's pretty creative. You just created life. Like, hello. <laughs> and,
1: I, and, and I think in that same sense, like we always have, you know, a view of ourself that none of the people around us ever hold, you know, like if you ask anybody, you know, they'll be like, Oh, Corey's course. So extroverted. Corey, Corey loves this. Corey loves that. But I don't look at myself like that. I know mm-hmm. that I'm not like that. I know that I'm very much you know, few people at home, very simple life, you know, and and some people see me different, but um, I think that's part of just being a human. Uh, Yeah. So startup nation, I'm liking this
0: conversation, right? Because we're talking about a lot of things. We're talking about the money game of entrepreneurship. And then we're talking about the mental game of entrepreneurship, right? And I believe that literally your belief systems, the stuck in your head part is what's holding you back from the success that you actually want or the life that you want to create. And when you make that shift, game over, right? You win. That's what happens. And yeah, it may take you time to get there, but that's, that's the difference. All right, so Corey, let's speak about that. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first $100,000?
1: Why are they struggling? Uh, I hate I think the answer. Um, I, think there's, I, I think they're struggling because they haven't either worked at it hard enough Or, you know, given up or started something new. Like, I mean, you got to know when to quit and you got to know when to push on the pedal, in my opinion, in in, in entrepreneurship. But I think a lot of people, especially now more than ever, are jumping into entrepreneurship without necessarily having um, the the background, you know, like I, I see a lot of people, you know, jumping into entrepreneurship, like you got to think about when I decided to, to make my first hundred K and to do this, I had 10 years of advertising experience. I had went in and sat in an office every single day for 10 years. I knew when I started this business, I knew every single pitfall. I knew how to combat, you know, different conversations when it came to, when it came to pricing, I knew how to undercut in certain, in certain areas. I knew how to speak the talk right? And so having that information allowed me to just have easier and better conversations to get those first few wins. You know, I think, um, I think another difficulty with people not reaching the first 100k is potentially just giving up too soon, you know, giving up right at the cusp where it's just like, ah, you know, I can't make it anymore. Like you have to be, yeah. I think, organized. All right. So Kari,
0: I totally, totally, totally agree with you, right? So it's called expertise for a reason, because you're an expert in it. How long does it take to be an expert in anything, Startup Nation? They say seven to eight years, give or take. Ten thousand thing. Corey did it. He spent ten thousand hours over that. He spent ten years doing the thing, and now he started his business with all that business acumen, all that expertise behind him, right? So, what's that thing that you've intentionally or accidentally have spent ten thousand hours doing in your life? There may be something there. Like go explore it if you haven't yet. And if you only have like 200 hours in, well, guess what? You're going to have like a seven year journey ahead
1: of you. Don't make it wrong. Put in the work yeah right. what
0: and do you I, want to say to that and
1: I, and I think I will say, Joseph that people can get there quicker, you know like I don't want to tell people that they can't get there having worked at a place for 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 a couple of years or just starting out doing something that they've been doing their entire life I'm definitely not saying that, and I definitely wouldn't encourage you know somebody to take the same road because everybody's different everybody's going to have their own road, um, but I see a lot of people jumping into areas where it's not necessarily you know their expertise and I think to now more than ever, there is crazy opportunity. You can learn things in just a couple of years because I know in my industry, it changes every single day. So, you know, there is, I think, definitely opportunities, but know the risk and rewards of situations and always plan. Um, I think the biggest, the, one of my biggest, one of the biggest gifts that I had was moving to Utah, right? From Los Angeles. Mm. If I'm, if I, if, if I cut my expenses in half, that gives me a lot more runway you know to make that 100k if i tried to do this in los angeles i might have failed in month 2 and went back to that office situation and never and never um and never you know realized my dream but at the same time you have to make sacrifices and i'm not exactly. saying that moving is the sacrifice the sacrifice can come from a variety of different areas but you must sacrifice to 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 garner your dreams nobody else did nobody else you know made their made millions or did what they did without, without sacrifice. I really get
0: that. And, you know, startup nation, Corey is creating a great reminder for us that you got to lean up your lifestyle. When you're building a business, you got to go lean. You got to put in the sacrifice. Maybe you don't eat out at the fancy restaurants. Maybe you don't drive the fancy car you put the one or two years in of, you know, just get by, Sometimes good enough is good enough, right? Because you're, you're working towards something, something that's bigger that you want. And if you're trying to live like the success lifestyle before you actually have success, you're just, you're, you're slowing the process down. It's like driving your car with the emergency brake on. You're still getting somewhere, but you're creating a whole lot of friction, right? That's how I see it. All right, so Corey, let me ask you this. What is the number one daily habit that you have used to help you grow and monetize your business?
1: I think I just keep attacking, man. I keep attacking and I keep innovating and I keep looking at my industry. Like, what can I create? What can I develop that will help my advertisers that I work with scale their business? How do I take them from seven figures to eight figures? How do I take them from eight figures to nine figures? Um, we've been so blessed to you know, create you know, a few 1000000 multi-million dollar companies and to watch people turn into millionaires I think is the most beautiful thing. You know, because when they call you and say, Hey, Corey, that weekly meeting, can we make it, you know, once every two weeks, you know, Oh, okay. All right, man. That's awesome. And so that's what really drives me is to really see my advertisers move their business. Um, It's the, it's the best thing in the world because I know that I'm competing. I know that I'm succeeding and I know that, you know, these families are helping hire more people and it's just the economy working. And that's what we want to see in this world. So let
0: me ask you this. How did you go from uh, the typical first few years where looking to get, 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 I got to make money, I got to get clients, I got to get this, get this. How did you transition from the get mentality to the giving mentality? Where now like your goal is literally how do I I give them or get them to where they want to go? How do I get them their dreams?
1: So how did you go from selfish to selfless? Um, I think, uh, I, I, I call it, uh, I call it the, the LeBron James position. And so if you know basketball, you know, that like when you decide to enter entrepreneurship, you have to play like LeBron James, you can't be Kobe or Jordan and just win all the time because that just doesn't work. And being selfish and saying, Hey, give me the ball and get out of the way. Like you have to pass to your teammates. You have to work with people instead of talking to people like we are, you jump on the other side with them and work together with them. You have to do things for free. You know, you have to find the selfless nature in yourself and be able to tackle all those processes and your mind, you know, shifts itself from getting, 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 and then you have it to now, okay, how do I make this the best possible thing? Because the one thing that we do at our agency is we have a zero day out clause. A client can leave whenever they want. I do not lock them into anything. I believe in how good we are at this company. And so if you don't want to work with us, that's fine you know, like we'll, we'll continue to, 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 to grind. And so that's, that's kind of it is you have to play all positions. And I find myself doing that today. I haven't stopped fishing. I'm out there fishing and I'm trying to find new clients, but I'm doing it for myself. And, you know, the best thing about doing that is, you know, you find people that you want to work with versus, you know, money that you need. And that's another thing that I would tell the young entrepreneurs is, you know, taking on investment, right they control, you know, a lot more when you do something like that at a company where you don't take on investment, you decide, you know, what clients you get to work with, how fast pace you want your company to grow. And so making that decision is also a tough one that is thought about every single day. But um, in terms of switching the mind frame, I don't think it ever really switches. You have to play like LeBron James, you got to pay the point guard, the center, the forward, all positions. Um, But you know, it does, it does ebb and flow. But I think for any entrepreneur, you have to remember that you have to do everything. You know, that, that, that line of, oh, that's not my job, that can't even like be whispered, you know, in your direction or out of your mouth, in my opinion. Wow. Startup
0: Nation, you got to play entrepreneurship like LeBron James. Look at that. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So let's get into my favorite part of the show. But before we do, Startup Nation with listening to Corey Hankey. You can find him. Hanky, Hanky. Uh, you can find him at variable.media. That's variable.media. All right. So let's get into the favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Corey, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: Work. Hard work
0: man that's so counterintuitive to most people what's your least favorite thing losing
1: i hate losing
0: especially to that imaginary bucket of people competition i love it what are you
1: most afraid of not succeeding even though like what is success right it's always a moving target
0: Well said. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this
1: business? Thinking about other people and just thinking. And the first, in the beginning, it's a very lonely world, but that's what makes you who you are, are those lonely moments, you know, where nobody's around, where you have to
0: figure it out. I get that. Which leads into my next question. What secret fear do you have about people
1: or about yourself? Um, Not getting a fair, a fair look, right. And not having a fair shot at something. And sort of what I mean by that, if I could provide an example, is that if I go into a meeting and another guy, you know, is friends with the the person who invested in that company, right. And they get the deal, you know, because they had a relationship versus, you know, what was actually put on paper and what could actually move that business. That's my biggest fear. Yeah, I get that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business?
0: To ask for help. Yeah, that's a big one. What's a new habit you want to form? More meditation. Got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Not calling
1: people enough. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Humble, happy, um, and just fired up, man. Fired up.
0: Like it. And pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business.
1: Scared, lonely, but still fired up.
0: <laughs> Got it. Got it. That's clear. And last question, Corey, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them?
1: I would tell them I love them. And I would just say that like, you know, kind of what I said in the beginning where, you know, every day is a new opportunity. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. But always understand that like when you wake up, you know, that's a fresh 24 hours that you have to change yourself, to change your family, to just do the right thing and to just be a better person.
0: Startup Nation, every day you get a fresh 24 hours. Praise God. That's a gift. What you going to do with it? That's You're going right. to complain and whine like a little school kid or are you going to man up and woman up and go get it. All right. So any final wisdom, Corey, like what's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000
1: this year? I would say, you know, don't give up, don't give up. And if you fail, try again. Um, I don't think anybody has said it better than Michael Jordan to this day and um, you know you miss all the shots you don't take all of them every single shot you don't take every single one that you think about and you don't go after you missed it and so again don't miss shots i mean sorry don't miss opportunities take shots it's okay to miss them um you know i've I, i can't tell the i can't tell you know your community how many times i've failed at things building websites building different companies you know, like it's, 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 a, it's a collection of failure, people's success. And if I was to let your, you know, your, um, your audience know anything is that I've got a ton of failures. You know, this has been my first, you know, really good success. And, you know, I think my success isn't necessarily the 100K, you know, in my opinion. I think my success is the freedom that I have, you know, working from home and making the decisions for myself. And so while the first 100K is extremely important and that's a great bar to set for yourself, um i think ultimately we're all different and you know humans have different needs and ultimately satisfying your needs to be happy you know is a really good thing that i would tell you know the community because um it feels so good you know to be two years out not having to go back into that office or forced to be going back into that office and um you know i think that's been more impactful on my life than any sort of money that i've made thus far I get that so much. When I took my business
0: from like 50, 60 hours a week down to working two hours per week, dude. Like I didn't even realize I was successful at that point because I I wasn't hitting the financial number I wanted. But people came to me and said, dude, like you're doing what we all want. You have time freedom. And I was like, I have time freedom. Like I missed it. It was like a blind spot. And, And Startup Nation, I wish time freedom for you so that you can actually choose what you want to do with your 24 hours, like Corey's saying. So let me just pause it there. All right, Corey, go ahead and tell startup nation, how do they get in touch with you? And I know you have a talk coming up. You'll be speaking at hero conference, April, 2019, that's next month. So go ahead and speak to them about that.
1: Yeah. April 23rd and 24th hero conference out in Philadelphia, Um, I'll be speaking on, um, direct to consumer brands, YouTube and Facebook video and how to really grow brands. Um, it's going to be an awesome talk. Um, we did this last year in Austin, they're back in Philadelphia. I think that's going to be great. Um, I'm working on a podcast with them. That's going to be out. I'm sorry, not a podcast, a webinar that we're doing for YouTube, um, in early April to kind of launch, um, before we do the, before we do the actual presentation and then, I will be in Peru speaking um, on a similar topic in um, May. And then I'll be back in Utah speaking in August. And then hopefully um, in London in October. Look at this international mail. That's what they call it.
0: All right. So startup nation, you can find Corey at variable.media. That's variable.media. Go plug into his world. See what he's up to in the world. He's doing good things. I like this guy. All right. So speaking of which, people, guys I like, like, I got, Corey, I'm going to share this right now. Um, so on Instagram, we got Scully's Embroidery on Instagram, did a shout out to your first 100K show, and I'm going to read it verbatim. He wrote, I love this podcast, all caps. I have been in business for just over a year and hit my first $100,000. Your podcast helped me help to inspire that, Joseph. You are the man, all caps. I'm a young black entrepreneur and have never made that kind of money in my regular jobs, ever, all caps. Thanks, brother. So that's a beautiful, beautiful, inspiring thing. This is why I do this show. That's a man who's never made 100K and he just did because he's listening to guests like Corey. So Startup Nation, if you love guests like Corey, go to iTunes and subscribe to the show if you haven't yet. Write a five-star review. I'll share it on the show like I just did with Scully's Embroidery or go to Instagram and post it there wherever you'd like. And let me do a shout out for you. That's going to drive some some visibility to your brand. Why would you not, right? So Corey, thanks for being on the show. I wish you peace, love, and your next $100,000, sir.
1: Appreciate the time, Joseph. Thank you.
0: Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. we got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.